Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Follow me on Twitter at Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan on Five on the Floor. Uh, we're going to recap the Miami Heat's absolutely deflating. One of the worst high leverage game performances at home in recent memory. Um, other than, I guess, the Eastern Conference final stuff last year. I digress. It was a bad game against the Hawks. We're going to get into it with me. We have not only who was along for the ride on playback, and I encourage all of our listeners to come check that out with us because we will be there even for uh, the play-in game for the eighth seed. Uh, Brian Fonseca is with us. You can follow him on Twitter at Brian Fonseca and why. And we also have the coach, Sean Rochester. Um, you can follow him on Twitter as well. You know where to find him. He's also uh, manning the five on the floor account often. And so here we go. We're going to get into this game. But before we do, want to shout out one of the great sponsors of this network, and that is A Aggressive Insurance. A Aggressive Insurance is an insurance agency that has been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. They offer auto, homeowners, condo insurance, life, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service. So if you have a bad driving record, they represent all the leading insurance carriers. No problem. No driver is refused. Free phone quotes. Go to insurancebylanette.com. That's with two N's and two T's in Lynette. Insurancebylanette.com. Again, that's A Aggressive Insurance. Insurance by Lynette.com. That's where you want to go for all your insurance needs. So Brian, we watched this game. So I'm coming to you first because I got so highly frustrated by the offensive rebounding. It was awful. Yeah, this sucked. Like it, it really did suck. The Hawks had 63 mother bleeping rebounds in this game, and 22 of them were on the offensive glass. I feel like all that was Clint Capella gobbling stuff up. Bam didn't look right. Bam looked disengaged. But I don't mean necessarily all the way mentally or mo emotionally disengaged, Okay, although I think fans are going to ask that question. and Maybe we'll need to talk about that at some point. It was more that he wasn't moving around right, and I don't know if it has to do with that that hip is bothering him. People will say I'm cranking up the excuse machine for Bam Adebayo, and I am the ultimate Bam Adebayo apologist. He wasn't moving like Bam that I normally see the way Bam moves. So take from that what you will. He had a bad game. Tyler played better in the second half, but it wasn't enough. Ultimately, they were clunky at the beginning of the game. Jimmy Butler missed bunny after bunny after bunny. This was a game where I've never seen him miss so many close shots, Brian. Your initial takeaways on what was the most deflating game of the season for Miami – the worst loss of the season considering the stakes and particularly because of what happened on the glass, probably uh, the game where it was most evident that they were outworked. What are your major takeaways right off the bat? 
and my worst betting night of the season by far. Um, look, I think as it pertains to as it pertains to everything uh, revolving around this game, this was terrible. Um, and you can't. The the thing is, looking back at it now that we're slightly removed from the start of this game, and Greg, you were there on playback with me. You felt it early. If you think about it now, you kind of felt it early, and it wasn't just the lead, but it was the energy. It was the missing of shots at point blank range. It was how, to the Hawks' credit, I don't think we do this enough, credit the other team. To the Hawks' credit, how they defended Bam made him uncomfortable very early. He gets the ball. There's two on him. There's a third guy to the uh, to his left. You know what I mean? Like, this would happen over and over. And then they just didn't even try to get him the ball. And then when he got the ball, he didn't do much with it as the game went, as we're going to talk about. Um, this is picked all... up the pace too. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, you, but that was That's another right. thing that they really did with intent that that helped them. Sped Miami up, who's been lagging one of the last teams in pace for how many years now at this point, right? That's 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 to their advantage. And if you're the Hawks, like that's how that's how you're going to beat a team like the Miami Heat. But yeah, I, I, this is this is just Kyle Lowry. Without him, this would have been a blowout. Kyle Lowry played one of his best games in a Heat uniform, arguably his best game in a Heat uniform. Uh, it's it's this or maybe game six in Boston where he and Jimmy went off, but he was also there for a good portion of that. I think this was a bigger game, though, in terms of a, a bigger Kyle Lowry game, Kyle Lowry performance. Ultimately, though, just embarrassing. Um, don't even bother winning on Friday at this point. Like, I, I don't want to see Heat Bucks. I have no interest in watching that series. Um, I'd rather them just lose gracefully to the Raptors and Bulls. Let's talk about what they can do to reshape this team because that's kind of where I'm at. And I think um, as it pertains to just Bam's effort on the glass and it's really the whole team as, as there was no gang rebounding, like you watch and it was a virtuoso rebounding performance that who could have seen this coming from the Atlanta Hawks. Clint Capella in particular was as someone said in playback, Dennis Rodman, like he got to the point where, I'm watching the game. Greg and I are on playback. Sean's watching the game as well. And Clint Capella is beating guys to the spot, whether it's bandboxing him out, whether it's Lowry, whether it's Caleb Martin. He's tracking the ball. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's tracking the ball as it's up in the air, knows exactly where it's going, out hustling dudes, out hustling them to the spot. Bam is boxing him out. And Clint Capella almost lets him because he knows the ball's going to go over and I'm going to be able to get it. And (laughs) Bam's out of position, so I'm just going to go get it. I just smacked my hands on a podcast. Great. And then, um, you know, it's like John Collins was getting in there. Okongu was a problem for them. So it was a very physical game. And to me, this all goes back to not addressing the four spot at the beginning of the season. Because if P.J. Tucker's there, you have somebody else who can box out. You have somebody around the rim where, um, and I know Sean's going to disagree. To me, this is a big part of it because like, look, PJ Tucker would box out, get rebounds when Bam was away from the rim, guarding guards and switching out on a perimeter. Jay Crowder did some of that too. And Caleb Martin is just not like, he's closer to Trevor Ariza in that way. Like I know they were defensively rebounding wise. They were good all year, not this game. And I think this goes back to that and that, I felt like was going to hurt them more in the playoffs than in the regular season. And it did. So to our loyal listeners on the podcast feed, you can watch this video on the YouTube channel. So when you talk about Brian clapping on a podcast, you can see that you can also see Sean's face in disgust (laughs) 
when <laughs> Brian says that this is a PJ Tucker issue. And I have brought up the PJ Tucker's absence is a, is something that I believe um, is a factor, but it's not as much PJ Tucker, clear. the individual it's, it's PJ Tucker, the archetype. Yeah. Having, yeah. Having that in your locker room of some sort. Yeah. Anyway, to be clear, not giving him the full mid-level wouldn't have done that. They were right to not do that, but I think they didn't bring in anybody else. You're right. And so <laughs> as I go to Sean um, and you shook your head at that notion. So I'm interested to hear about what you think ails them and what would have changed a game where Clint Capella gets 20 f- rebounds and all of them feel like they were offensive rebounds, honestly, like they literally all fit. And you know how backbreaking and spirit killing those are to like play a great defensive position, get them late in the shot clock, feel like you made your rotations. The shot goes up, it misses. And then they get the bleeping ball back. Sean, your takeaways of the game. I'd love to hear just generally what your thoughts were, but then honing in on the rebounding, um, and we're going to talk stats um, specifically after the break and then also what um, they are going to do to look ahead because, unfortunately, Brian, uh, you're here. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do any of that stuff, Sean, your initial takeaways from tonight's game and and the rebounding in general, the effort in general, um, what what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit on it, Greg, that – it's deflating when you give up offensive rebounds because defense is hard, right? That's the heat, the heat culture foundation. It's built on defense is 1995. Right. And when you work that hard to get a stop and then you give up a second or a third or a fourth chance. And and I think, you know, the Capella thing, it, it seemed like, you know, in theory, every time the ball is loose, it's 50, 50, right? Either they're going to get it or we're going to get it. It certainly was not that way tonight. And whether it was bad luck, like deflections always seemed to go onto the Hawks' hands. Balls on the floor always went to the Hawks. 39% of their shots were offensive rebounded. That's pathetic. It's effort. And, and I, I shake my head because we this came up on playback too, and I shook my head there too. P.J. Tucker's not walking through that door. Jay Crowder isn't. P.J. Brown isn't. Kurt Thomas, Grant Long. Greg, I don't know. Who else you want to throw in there? Like – can we Udonis, get like Udonis Haslam? Dwayne Coswell. You know what? And Udonis is about to walk out the door and he's not coming back, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It is a five-man job to get the rebound. Okay. And that doesn't mean that I'm excusing Bam. Bam is a big part of that when you are the big on the floor. And when you look at the stat sheet and Capella has 21 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds, you're going to point fingers at Bam. And he deserves blame tonight. But it's not all his job. It's everyone's job, especially in a scheme where you're switching a lot. And I know people don't like that, but there were times where I know people got mad at Kyle Lowry's guarding a big, and there were two guys going to the glass. He can't box them both out. It's whether that's scheme, whether that's a breakdown, whether that's a mistake or effort, whatever, it just didn't add up tonight. 22 offensive rebounds, 16 more offensive rebounds than the Heat, unacceptable. It just, you know, the Hawks are the ninth best offensive rebounding team in the league, which is obviously top 10. It's good. But the Heat are the fourth best defensive rebounding team in the league. They had the same size problems all year long. It wasn't something new tonight. I don't know what it is, whether you, like Greg said, Bam is hurt. Something didn't work tonight, whether it's size, length, athleticism, desire. I don't know. But everything else, and when we get into the stats, it's so damn even. Turnovers, effective field goal percentage, free throw rate, um, 
offensive rating, all those important stats. It's so even. If you just don't let them go plus 16 from the glass, cut it down to plus 10, you might win the game. Like it's, it's so frustrating, but that's the last 82 games, right? Like everything's been frustrating with this team, unfortunately. And I, you know, I just, I just push back a little bit on, I know we're not talking about PJ Tucker in particular, because first of all, the Sixers are like middle of the pack offensive rating and defensive um, rebounding. I should say they don't know. How to it's use just, they don't, you're right. I mean, Glenn is not a very good coach, unfortunately. So it's, um it's one of those things. So I just think, I don't know. It, the solution was not there tonight. And um, it, it's an embarrassing way to go out getting beat on the glass. Well, I'll say this. Um, I don't know what the solution is going forward when you get outworked like that. Uh, if I just looked correctly, and I, I don't have the box score in front of me anymore, but I think I looked, did neither team have a turnover this whole game? No, they, they had Miami turnovers. was, yeah, Miami had an 8% turnover rate and Atlanta had a 12%. So two oh. very low rates for... Got it. Um, Especially for Atlanta, the pace that they played. I must have been, I must have had a filter on of some kind. Anyway, I, um, to your point about everything being so even for me, uh, and we're going to talk about the ODM performance solution of the night. It it is that five man gang rebounding. Like they needed that tonight more than ever. Um, I'm glad that you articulated uh, so well, um, you know, just how much of those shots, that they offensive rebounded like you have no chance to win games when that's happening to you over and over again because you're getting stops and you're not getting the opportunity to make the other team pay on the other end. So that is absolutely clean up the glass. That is my ODM performance solution of the, uh, of the night. But that's hard. Team building is hard. Ask Miami. You're seeing it in action. ODM performance solutions. They can help you build a winning team. They can offer solutions to find you people in the legal field. They can also find you C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, management, operational support. Check out ODM PSI or give them a call at 954-434-0634. Again, that's ODM PSI. They are going to help you with all of your staffing needs, particularly in IT, in legal um in the in the entire legal field, you definitely want to reach out to odmpsi.com or 954-434-0634. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. So, I mean... 
Max and Gabe, that's getting weirder and weirder by the minute because, like, when you look at that, how they played tonight, they had to play them. They played less than the than the bench guys did, and uh, I just don't know how you can pay them long term money. Um, and I know I'm getting big picture. I don't want to go too far into that. So um, I'm interested just how y'all feel about Gabe and Max at this point. We're kind of like winding down our evaluation period of these guys. We talked about Bam earlier. Tyler, let's um, let, let, let's stay with Tyler for a minute. I felt like some of his points, this is going to sound bad. Some of them baskets late in the second half were kind of empty. And so, like, when they really needed him to go nuts, I don't think they really got it. Am I being unfair to him, Brian? He was fine. Uh, you know, I, he helped provide a spark during that third quarter run, which got them back within six. So I think that's to be commended. But overall, I mean, you know, he was fine. I mean, I, I don't think this is a – not that you're implying this – I don't think this is a Tyler loses them the game or doesn't play well enough against, you know, a decent team in a big game. I don't think it's one of those necessarily. It's this, he was fine. He didn't probably shot come well. Through. Yeah. He, he didn't come like in watching the game though, in the fourth quarter when they needed a run, it was basically Kyle Lowry. Um, Jimmy tried, uh, Bam tried, but neither of them <laughs> got it done. I think, look, not, there's going to be time for big picture stuff, right? Which we're all going to get into. But I think this is a scenario that a lot of people would admit that they preferred if they weren't going to actually get to a certain point in this season. Not just to get a high draft pick, but just from the standpoint of like, you're really going to have some real questions about what they're going to do in the off season. And I think Pat Riley, and this is something that we've spoke about off air. You spoke about it on a pod recently. I don't think it's cool that media fans haven't really been addressed amid their sort of lack of moves or this transaction turmoil, if you want to call it that in a bigger picture thing, which is to say, I think whatever Pat Riley says at the end of the season, whenever baggy day comes is going to be fascinating. And I don't know if it's going to be indicative of like where they're actually going to go. Maybe it is. If you read between the lines, I don't know how blunt it's going to be. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But I think at this point, you're going to have some real questions about what is and isn't on the table uh, based on not just this game, but this season in totality, because a lot of the worries people had coming into tonight that people disregarded because everyone was picking the heat. I mean, everybody was picking the heat to win this game. A lot of those worries came back up. And then when you look at it now that it's past you, you're kind of like, yeah, this isn't totally surprising because this team has just kind of been this inconsistent all they season long. They did it again. Yep. They did it again. That's is the name that of this episode. <laughs> right. They did it again. That is a good name. Um, uh, Sean has been so kind to drop a lot of Spolstra's um, quotes in the chat. I'll read a couple of them so that they're here on the show. You'll get them first. Uh, they definitely, with their length, uh, made them look like they're two places at once. It looked like sometimes they were four places at once. Tyler said they beat the hell out of us on the boards at the end of the day. That That's what it is. Um, and then um, 
I'll end by just saying that uh, they're supposed to say we're going to get to the film on it. We're a good defensive rebounding team. Second chance points 26 to six for the Hawks. I mean, uh, Sean, how do they clean up the offensive rebounding, but also Bam and Jimmy combined to shoot 35% tonight. Um, is that just uh, those bunnies go in um, and, and that's fixable. Um, what do you think they can do if it's not effort? Like what the hell is it in this circumstance? Cause a comedy of errors is hard for me to quantify if you're a coach and it's not effort. Is it really because like of long misses and like just that wonky shit? Like, is that really what it could be? I cannot attribute 40% of offensive rebounds going to the other team when you naturally have better defensive position to weird bounces, wonky shit. No, I mean, come on. That's got to be – you're not going to come out there and say effort, and maybe he should, but it it just doesn't add up. And – Think about what you have coming down. The next game, the Toronto and um, Chicago game is played tomorrow, right? Correct. And then we play them on Friday, whoever wins. Correct. You think that uh, Toronto's not salivating with all of their length and size? I mean, they're all about the same length and size, six seven, six eight, six nine, just oh, to come after us and try to, you know? Vooch isn't the same type of offensive rebounding threat as Capella, but they have size. I mean, Chicago brings more with the pressure on the guards, and it's just one of those frustrating things. And to go back to one of the things you brought up to Brian with Max and Gabe, on a personal level, you got to hope that Gabe isn't seriously hurt going into free agency because Mm -hmm. if he's seriously hurt, not that he was probably going to command a big payday, that's really going to hurt him. And he's a guy that, you know, obviously hasn't been paid yet. So, you know, Max. Is it deflating starter. as those offensive? Yeah, I mean, as deflating as those offensive rebounds are, rebounds are, Max being wide open for threes and just cannot knock them down. That's deflating too. And you know, all these things adding up, it was there for the taking. I don't think that I, I don't leave this thinking. If this was a seven game series, you think the Hawks would have beat us four out of seven times? Hell no. But we've also been misled 82 times pretty much. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I still feel like we're the better team, but I just, you know, it's it's just this one of these seasons. I, I just don't have any explanation. Now, Greg, you compared it to going back to that that Hornets series uh, when Zoe came back sick. It, it just feels like that. I'll let you elaborate on that and not steal your take, but no, it's no. a bad season. I, I should have mentioned it earlier. We Pre-show, I was saying, like, remember that series where the Hornets played the Heat and the, and the Hornets were just a step faster every moment of that series. They just wanted it more. They wanted to prove that, like, when EJ um, and and – uh, Mace were in Miami and Mash and PJ were in Charlotte that they were going to make a point and Mashburn sure did make that point and this game felt similar to that I meant from an effort perspective thank you for calling that out um, it's funny when I look at prize picks uh, I went over and this was something on the five on the floor account that we promoted you should go over on Kyle Lowry's assists he did get to five so he was over his projection it's like the only um, one I hit Jimmy Butler was the taco of the night. He was down from 27 and a half points to 23.5 and he still went under, but use the code five F I V E to get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. It is the best daily fantasy app on the market. Use the app. You can use the desktop um, as well. Uh, go to www 
www.prizepicks.com, but use the code 5FIVE to get your initial deposit match up to $100. So uh, looking ahead, it's going to be Toronto or Chicago. Um, just quick thoughts because we literally have about uh, eight minutes before we got to close. I'm watching the clock here at the top of the screen. Um, Brian, I'll start with you, Sean. You'll close and then I'll tie a bow on this thing. One, I'm going to ask you two questions, but don't be long-winded. Who do you think that they're going to play? I'm asking you three questions. Who do you think they're going to play? Do you think they will win? And would you rather they win or get the opportunity to be in the draft lottery? One, two, three. I think they'll play Toronto. Honestly, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where, like, oh, of course they win this game, right? We look back and it's Which like... Which will be in Miami, right? just you to th- clarify for yeah, our Yeah, listeners. they're going to be at home. You think they're going to lose because of the effort they just had, which has happened during the season, and then all of a sudden they win a game you don't expect, and it's like, oh, of course, and then they got to play the Bucs. Um, right. I, like, I'm I'm cool. I don't I don't need to see this team anymore. Uh, I, I'm, I'm good on the season. Um, you know, I've told you Jimmy's one of my favorite players in the NBA to watch. But I I think I'm cool. Bam is also up there for me. But oh boy, that's gonna be uh something that we'll we'll talk about uh in the spring. Um, and then uh aside from that, like yeah, I I think uh look, I'll tell you what, I ain't betting any money on this fucking game that's coming up. That shit ain't happening no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, for, for for a little bit of backstory, um, one of the ways that Brian made tonight exciting was he went uh hard on Better Edge, used the kind. Code code five RSN for twenty dollars to play, and also code five for prize picks. So he was uh, he was active on both of those apps, um, and so I'm hearing you wanting the lottery instead, Sean. Those three questions right at you. I think we're going to play Chicago. I already have Chicago plus five and Chicago money line on Better Edge. Use the code Pass. five. You know five reason get that twenty dollars should- free from Ethan's. Ethan's pocket. And may I say, you should always take the coach Sean Rochester's advice because he be earning loot on better edge. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to put them out of business. Hey, hey, hey. No, I, I mean... write I write at Action Network. All right. I do too, just not tonight. Yeah. You know, well, wait till we, we, we got have boxing. Good, we have... Wait till we got boxing come back around yeah. this weekend and next weekend. We got Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia the, coming the up, baby. Er- the <laughs> earnings in the last seven days were posted on social media recently. That's the only reason why I'm bringing that up, Sean. It's it went. I was public. at like an eighty. Yeah, I was at like an eighty percent clip there for a week. Um, I have Chicago plus five. I think, I think Chicago's guard play is going to get them through. I think it's going to be an ugly game tomorrow. I don't plan on watching it. I don't want to scout it or get ready for it. Just, I I think Chicago gets through and and do I think we can beat Chicago? Yes. Uh, do I care to watch them beat them? I, I don't really care, but I, I would rather see them make it. Even if I don't think we have a, we have no chance to beat the Bucs. They are the best team in the NBA. I think they're going to win the championship. So while I would like to get us some extra ping pong balls, I, I'm not going to root against them on Friday. And I don't think Brian is either. I just think he's thinking logically in terms of long-term plan. So I get that too. So yeah, I think Chicago wins. We beat Chicago and uh, fo 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 Bucks sweep us right out of there. We'll be done in about a week. One, two, three Cancun. Uh, yes. Um, 
I am going to go <laughs> with a victory by Chicago, followed by another victory by Chicago. Another one. Followed by a lottery appearance by the Miami Heat. Followed by the basketball gods raining down upon us. And they jump up into the lottery. I'm hope trafficking on a really, really rough night, y'all. Thank you for joining us to Better Edge, to Prize Picks, to ODM PSI, to A Aggressive Insurance, insurancebylinette.com. We appreciate your sponsors. Brian, Sean, thank you for joining us. It was a bad one. We're not trying to sugarcoat it. It was ugly. We awesome. don't know where direction this team Watch is heading. Watch these fools win on Friday. Watch. Watch, but, but and, and you know what? That would be the nature of this team, but ultimately that's going to be a fatal flaw and we're seeing it become more and more fatal every game. Uh, and we'll be back and we'll have you covered for the play in matchup for the eighth seed. Woohoo! Let's go heat. Good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.